Hello everybody, Jesse Shrek with Practical Missions Cohort, and today we are episode number 248 on the PMC Podcast. And the PMC Podcast, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, is part of the Practical Missions Cohort Ministry, which is about evangelism, discipleship, and church planting in Italy. And the podcast is a way for us to help incorporate our ministry partners into the ministry here in Italy, to give them glimpses into what we're doing, understand different realities of the context here in Italy, the spiritual context, uh, as well as to learn about different needs and ways to be praying for us, as well as opportunities. Uh, so again, episode 248, uh, we thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for being with us and being a part of the ministry. And uh, today, our episode, we're going to have an interview. And we're going to have an interview with Christine, also her husband Daniel's with us. And uh, Christine is our PMC social media assistant manager. Uh, she officially came on board early this year, 2021, and she's been serving in this capacity, uh, helping the media ministry of Practical Missions Cohort uh, to get out content, create content, get it scheduled, get it going out uh, to keep people engaged with the ministry. Uh, so we're very thankful for her and all, she, all that she does as she serves uh, in this capacity as a volunteer, uh, officially as a part of the PMC uh, staff there in the States. So I'll go ahead and uh, I'll bring Christine on and I have a couple of questions set up today that we're just going to ask Christine, uh, also Daniel, and, and let them share a little bit about uh, their, their ministry, their life, and, uh, and then we're going to learn how we can be praying for them. And my final hope today is also to encourage and exhort uh, somebody out there to consider how they can also uh, find a way to be involved in the global mission of Jesus Christ, where they are in their context. Okay, uh, so here's uh, here's Christine. Here's Daniel. Hello, guys. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Good to see you. Glad that you guys were able to uh, find a way to to be with us today to join in on the podcast. And uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, jump into it. And uh, somewhere in the middle of our discussion, I'm also going to mention a couple things and show some of the material that you've been putting together. Uh, but we can start uh, as we talk about you guys a little bit today. Just tell us where are you located and uh, what church are you part of perfect so we're we're both from uh milwaukee wisconsin and we're going to a, a really great church called redemption church in wauwatosa and they're part of the pillar network uh, as far as like church planting uh initiative with uh with the sbc so we're really thankful to be a part of that mm. okay wisconsin fantastic i don't think we have any uh ministry partners in that area uh mm -hmm. except for you guys which um that's cool. It's a great thing. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, here's another question for us to keep our conversation going. How did you become interested in missions work in Italy? And how did you hear of the need for gospel ministry to be happening in Italy? So maybe you can give us a little bit of your background. How did that work for you guys? Yeah, definitely. So um, something about Daniel and myself, we both have Italian roots, specifically in Northern Italy. So growing up, our Italian history was always something we were passionate about, but neither one of us actually had a personal relationship with our Italian grandfathers. And so there was this part of us that was missing. And so when we actually ended up meeting one another, we really connected over Italian culture and just that desire to pursue missions in Italy and learning more about the need that it is very much unreached. And so we really saw that God divinely had given us that that passion through our heritage and that through that need that we could actually be a part of the ministry in Italy. Hmm. Okay. So you both have Italian uh, ancestry. Mm -hmm. And that was a common thing then that the Lord used to unite your hearts and bring you guys together. And how, how did you guys 
actually meet? I don't think I have this on the list of questions, but um, did, did you mention that, how, how you met exactly? Yeah, so we actually met through a campus ministry. And okay. so it was actually really wonderful that, um, yeah, we just kind of met through yeah, this ministry and then we just kept running into each other. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we just pretty much became best friends and I love teaching. And so I really wanted to learn Italian and I learned best by teaching. So I actually went to mm-hmm. Daniel's college and I was just, we, they had this whiteboard. So I started to do Italian lessons with Daniel and started to teach him Italian. And that was like really at that time where I wanted to actually, I was praying about creating an organization for missions in Italy because I had looked mm-hmm. into pretty much every single organization possible mm-hmm. that was pursuing ministry in Europe and in Italy. And so, yeah, it really was kind of over the past 10 years of just that, that spark of trying to be praying about where we are called to go in Italy and really just mm-hmm. being able to grow and learn together. And actually one of the things that really um, sparked mm-hmm. everything was when we were going to make an international dinner for a, for a ministry and we were going to make Italian food. And we had invited mm-hmm. some other friends over to Daniel's apartment at the time. And so we're going to have this group of people come and, and make this Italian dinner and no one else showed up. So it's just the two of us making this Italian dinner together. So that was kind of, yeah, just seeing how God was working through us and really drawing us together with those commonalities. Yeah, we would actually, like, as we became, like, best friends, something that was super common is we would go to a uh, a, a local grocery store, uh, Whole Foods, actually, and we would just, like, get gelato. That actually had a pretty good gelato game there. <laughs> and uh, so we would just get gelato and hang out and just talk about, uh, it was at that location that we talked about create, like being creative and how we could use our creative gifts um, to, to actually do ministry together. And then um, I remember we had one of the, one of the missions, uh, one of the first missions uh, companies or corporations that we got a hold of. Um, I remember we did like a, almost like an interview there. It was over the phone um, because they didn't have Zoom or anything like that at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. But we did like a phone interview and we talked about like, you know, just how many, um, how, how much uh, ministry we did. So it was just that location, that Whole Foods, uh, it's like really dear to our heart uh, in Milwaukee because we had a lot of good conversations, lots of gelato. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just been really cool ever since. So yeah, I and always gelato, say gelato is a wonderful thing. Good things happen when you're eating gelato. Yeah. And um, it, it, most people don't realize the difference unless they've been to Italy and right. understand there is an actual difference in the way they make it, the amount of air mm-hmm. that goes into it, mm-hmm. uh, how they use natural and fresh ingredients in the gelato. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different flavors. It's really a, a pleasant experience. Uh, if you ever, For those who haven't been to Italy yet, if you ever come, uh, it's definitely something you have to do when you're here on a daily basis. Now, we don't do it every day because we would be probably too fat uh, if we did it every day. But on special occasions, we definitely uh, get a gelato, enjoy hanging out with the people. Mm-hmm. It's a very common thing in Italy as well, as you guys, I think, know. You get mm-hmm. a gelato, you hang out downtown, you take a uh, take a little walk while you're having your ice cream you bump into friends and things like this and uh, it's a summertime thing that's uh, really really pleasant so mm-hmm. that's interesting now if i remember correctly i think um christine you also learned how to make gelato is that right yes for a little while okay yes for over Fantastic. two years and an authentic hmm. italian gelateria and actually it was wonderful because the owners they're also from northern italy from the same region that daniel's family line is from hmm. so okay, okay. I had the opportunity to learn more Italian there and to be able mm-hmm. to meet other Italians. And it was so wonderful to see some of the Italian customers come through 
<laughs> and then I was going on a walk where we where we used to live. We used to live right by the gelato shop. And I remember seeing this Italian guy on his bike. And here I was on a walk in this this American city. You know, I'm just w- walking, mm-hmm. and I see him on his bike, and I said ciao, and he said ciao, and it just was like so amazing to have that exchange even in America when you're not even expecting it. But that gelato shop just brought so many Italians mm. to visit. So that was really wonderful to really yeah. grow and feel like I'm in Italy when I was working there. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, when I'm back in the States, anytime I bump into Italians, it's always a pleasant experience. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there's something about when the Italian is over in America, uh, they have a special kind of bond, even if they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're from the same place, and, and there's a special relationship there. Uh, so we always enjoy meeting up with our Italian-American friends uh, when we're back in the States. Uh, very cool, though, that you know how to make gelato. Maybe someday uh, you'll be able to teach us how to do that. Although I think <laughs> you need special machines, don't you, to make that? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It probably will never happen there. Uh, but yeah, gelato is a wonderful thing. Very cool to see how uh, God used that in your life also, bringing you guys together and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about another question for you guys? This one here. Um, Speaking of gelato and things like this, mm-hmm. uh, now you guys have been on, on numerous trips to Italy, different parts mm-hmm. of Italy, mm-hmm. uh, doing short-term mission trips and things like this. Uh, what uh, what do you appreciate or most appreciate about the Italian culture? And I suppose each of you can answer this for us today. Mm-hmm. What do you most appreciate about the Italian culture? So when I, I, well, I know every time we get off the plane in Italy, there's a sense of like just authentic connection, like right away. They, there's this thing called grounding where you like take off your shoes and socks and like you plant yourself on the ground and you feel like kind of centered. Um, but when we get it to Italy, I don't need to take off my shoes or socks. Like I already feel grounded. And I would say that the biggest thing about the culture that I love is the fact that you can just sit down uh, at a, a dinner table and you can blink your eyes and two to three hours go by. And there's just this, mm. this okay. love of communication, this, uh, this love of just collaboration and being able to um, connect on a, on a deep level and just talk about anything. And, you know, you, you don't feel like you're on the clock, you know. Um, I know mm-hmm. that a lot of times when it comes okay. to transportation mm-hmm. and whatnot, I, I would say that's another thing, too. I love the the uh mm-hmm. the trams and things like that the being able to jump on a train um mm-hmm. i i just love okay. that stuff so yeah. but yeah i would just say that authentic uh you know just communication um and it's like you know every time i run into like a guy i just feel like they're my brother you know and i know mm-hmm. it's not always the case but you know it's just like it's just that connection that that human interaction um the hugging okay. the, the the greeting kissing on the cheek it's just it's just my cup of tea or coffee, yeah. I should say. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think there there is something special about um, uh, the Italian culture mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. mealtime, eating, mm-hmm. hanging out, leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that we're really good at in America is getting things done. <laughs> uh, we're get her done, folks, and mm-hmm. uh, it's really good. And uh, the world needs that. And the world needs people to know how to make things happen and, and get mm-hmm. stuff done, work hard, all that kind of stuff. Very important. Uh, at the same time, though, uh, what can often happen in the States is the the working, overworking, perhaps, mm-hmm. or working um, and achieving while neglecting the family and, and having meals together, right? Mm-hmm. I think over the years, this has become an issue where many families don't even have dinner together anymore, or only a couple nights a week, they'll have dinner together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you mentioned, there is something special to that, uh, the, the Italian family, the Italian people, mm-hmm. they love food. So they, <laughs> they, they're all about making proper meals, good quality food, natural mm-hmm. ingredients. 
and then that time together that's a real thing where they they hang out they they enjoy a meal and uh, a glass of wine to help you get the flavor of the meal uh, these kinds of things and mm -hmm. i can understand why that might be something you appreciate yeah the uh, the sitting down and then there's a lot of restaurants as you know out, outdoor seating in the middle right. of the street the little mm -hmm. roman roads and so on in the middle of town are you just sitting there among the people having a pizza having a meal uh that is that is nice yeah how about you christine um what do you most appreciate about the italian culture yeah definitely i would say the warmth of friendship and just the closeness that Italians experience with one another, I think is just so beautiful because mm -hmm. in America, a lot of friendships, it's just for certain seasons and it's very fleeting. But in Italy, it seems like when you have a true friendship, you have them for life. Mm -hmm. And I just think that that's so beautiful mm -hmm. just to, to see that, that close culture, whereas in America, it's very cold and it's very isolated and, Mm -hmm. I just really appreciate um, the art and the fashion and just all the history and architecture and just the liveliness. It's so vibrant. You go to any piazza, you just see so many people having fun and living, living life. And I think that's also why Italians live so long is because they just have that appreciation yeah. for life. Yeah. Yeah. They're out and about, uh, right. And, uh, eating pretty well. So it is true. If you don't know, uh, if you're a podcast listener, if you don't know, Italians do live pretty long. Uh, they drink, they have lots of olive oil, lots of wine and things that kind of preserve them and keep them going for quite a while on average. Uh, I think they have one of the oldest, um, uh, they, they live the longest in, 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 yeah, at least they're in the top 10, I think for sure. Uh, and that's based on a number of things, I think from diet to, uh, how they conduct themselves, exercise, getting around on foot, on bike and things like this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that also you mentioned that reality of how they, how they interact, how they, um, have those friendships. You said you noticed that where there's, it's less of a superficial thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think you're onto something pretty interesting there because, uh, one thing that happens a lot in the States is we move around a lot, right? We're, uh, we're going from one place to another. When kids want to go to university, to college, they often leave town, they go somewhere else. And, um, and we're, we're, we're good at moving from one place to another, pack it up, leave. And we do that a lot in the States, uh, but it doesn't actually happen all that often uh, in Italy. Uh, you're pretty much where you're born is where you grow up, even in the same town or same village. Uh, there's not as much of that. So people do know each other, I think, better. And their relationships are long-term <clears throat> long in that capacity. Um, and, and they do a lot of things together. Plus they're out and about, as we talked about with the culture, you guys both mentioned two, two aspects of the culture there, how people are among each other and walking around and, uh, being that it's such an old country, I think it's, 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 yeah, it's just ingrained in them that you, you on a regular basis, you're out and about in the piazza. If you need to get fruits, vegetables, cheese, meats, things like this, there's a market in your town at least once a week in the morning, everybody kind of is going in and out at their own time, gathering stuff and s saying hi to each other. Um, and then also the, the reality of the piazza, like a central meeting place where you walk around, cars aren't allowed to go in there. Uh, you have to go on foot and all that, I think creates this dynamic of what you guys are talking about, what you've seen where people are interacting with each other. Now, the one thing that's changed in the last year and a half since the pandemic began is the Italian greeting, the kiss on both cheeks, uh, big thing. And, and I'm an American. I live in Italy now since 2007, but I've learned to do it, but I've, I'm not a real Italian. So it's always a little bit of a struggle for me to do the, to do the greeting. Like, uh, you know, with the, with the members of the church and church people, it's always easier because we're brothers and sisters in Christ and to do the greeting. Okay. It works. But for the average person, it, there's, for me, there's still that awkward thing. And, uh, 
Uh, but that's all ceased since the pandemic. Nobody, mm-hmm. Nobody's really greeting each other anymore with the, with the kiss because everybody's still over here. They have to wear masks even still to today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're still required to wear a mask. And that's been that way for a long time. So people, they've resorted to, uh, you know, high five and stuff like that or, or the, the, the elbow thing. Um, and I'm curious to see how that's going to come back after this pandemic thing finally gets gets out of here. Uh-huh. Uh, people are going to begin greeting each other properly like they normally do. And uh, but it always is astonishing to watch, isn't it? As, as an American, you come in, you watch, and you observe high mm-hmm. school kids. Uh, you know, before they walk away and each goes home to their own house, they're hanging out together, and all of a sudden, one by one, they just greet each other with a kiss on the cheek. You know, boys, girls, it doesn't matter. Everybody together. And uh, that is an interesting part of the culture. Yeah, there's there's so much that can be said about the Italian culture. And unless you've been here or lived here, it's it's really uh, all you see is movies or something and you don't experience the real thing. Uh, but then each each part of Italy is different. Each region has their own ways of doing things and their own their specific foods and wines in different ways. Uh, so hopefully in the future, also on the podcast here, we'll be sharing more uh, more things related to the culture and stuff. But I'm glad you guys shared some of the things you appreciate. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you have a good taste of the actual, the real Italy too. Here's a question. What do you like about content creation uh, with a mission like PMC, a smaller mission, but being able to be involved and create content uh, for us as you're doing, Christine? Wonderful. Yes. Well, as a missionary for the past decade, and even before that, being exposed to missions at a very young age, even in elementary school, I think it's always something I've really appreciated is that journey to the mission field and being able to see that God can call you anywhere and that we should be obedient to his calling regardless of what anyone else has to say. And I think that a lot of times there can be a lot of opposition to pursuing the mission field, even by well-meaning Christians. And so I really appreciated being able to be involved in ministry missions right here in the States as we prepare to Lord willing get to the mission field in Italy someday. So I really appreciated to be involved in the ministry and see it be fruitful and encouraging for ministry partners, for missionaries, for Italians. So it's just been a really beautiful experience. And I appreciate the artisan heart of PMC. I appreciate just the the dedication to sound doctrine and biblical teachings. And it's just not about um, kind of being a big box organization, but just being able to be authentic and real and just going to the scriptures and just saying, you know, what is, what is Jesus calling us to do? And I just appreciate that so much that you don't have to, to do all these um, things, but just really just following Jesus in obedience every single day. And so it's just been such a blessing to be a part of it and just to see how God will continue to grow and bring other people on board as well. And the collaboration. Mm-hmm. We've, uh, from, from my standpoint, uh, Christine's been the, you know, the, uh, the figurehead uh, behind the scenes. Um, but I just want to say personally, um, from her husband's perspective, we just appreciate your collaboration so much. Um, collaboration is just so key. And a lot of times we see a lot of people that are kind of like, hey, this is my thing. Um, it's my way to the highway or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, it's unfortunately, I mean, that's just kind of what happens because, you know, you've had to pave the way for, you know, for this whole time. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to personally say, Jesse, um, we just appreciate you so much. Um, uh, with Thank your you. col- specifically with collaboration, um, and you mm-hmm. listen, you really listen to like our ideas, and you're like all about implementing them. And um, yeah, we're just so thankful. So again, from from somebody who who loves being creative, myself, but you know, the mm-hmm. husband of of the creator, uh, um, yeah. main content creator, um, we just really appreciate that so much. Yeah. Well, thank you, Daniel. That's uh, that's kind. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, 
I do like that. Uh, I, the role that, that the Lord has given me with this ministry also to, uh, it's something that just comes naturally to me, I think, is the work of God, where I, I like to get people involved, um, mm -hmm. not tell them exactly how to do everything, but God has made them with gifts and talents that I just don't have and will never have. And to be able to see what you guys are doing, Christine, and to, to take that and just given some direction and then you run with it on your own and create stuff and, and manage it and get it going. Uh, for me, it's also been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure to see that and uh, and really nice. Uh, you mentioned a couple things I want to say something about and then I want to showcase a little bit of the work that Christine has done so far. Uh, a few things that, uh, that I was able to capture and put on a slide so we can see a little bit about what she's doing. Uh, but for those who are watching and you're just now meeting Christine, Christine's the one who's officially uh, 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 did an application and then was uh, accepted and brought in on the staff for PMC. Uh, but they work together on the things that they do. Um, but they also mentioned something um, related to their, their desire in the future to come and serve in Italy uh, long-term capacity. Uh, so later, uh, we're going to ask uh, another question about how our ministry partners, how you guys who are also uh, tuning in to the podcast, how you can be praying uh, for them in this season of their life. But one thing would be uh, that as well to consider is they have intentions and uh, desire God-given desire to have themselves in the country of Italy, engaging the people personally and being a part of church planting and, and what we're doing here. Uh, so now that desire is a great thing to have, uh, but as you guys know, uh, having the desire, there's even a good saying in Italian about uh, from desiring to getting there, there's uh, you have to step over an ocean, so to speak. Uh, it, it can be it can be complicated sometimes, and I think you indicated that already in, in what you were saying earlier. Uh, it's not so easy all the time to get to the mission field, and one of the reasons why less than 1% of the church actually does get themselves overseas and, and in a different culture serving the Lord Jesus uh, in missions. It, it is complicated and it takes God-given help and things like that. So so later we'll, we'll ask you about that as we close, uh, how we can be praying specifically for you. And, and But it's good for our folks to know also you have the desire also one day to, to have yourselves here uh, uh, in Italy. And uh, we didn't mention that at the beginning. Uh, but uh, yeah, really great. Um, to see how you are able to, even now in the meantime though, where you are, where you're living, where you're serving Jesus, uh, where you're part of the body of Christ, uh, going out of your way uh, by pursuing this and, and finding a way to get yourself involved. Uh, and I'll, I'll close us today in a little bit, and I want to mention that again and just encourage others to consider uh, something similar in their context. Uh, let me go over here. I'm going to show something on the screen for those who watch. Uh, this is uh, a couple things that uh, Christine put together for the, the PMC Facebook, <laughs> and, and maybe some of these were also on the... Uh, Instagram as well, uh, but uh, she's she's capturing uh, photos that fit really well with Bible verses, with quotes. Uh, often what Christine does is, uh, if you can see in this top right picture, uh, she'll grab images of Italy, images of uh, uh, the Italian culture as well, and tying that into to these memes. And there's that old saying that uh, a picture is worth a thousand words, and uh, we put a lot of different stuff on our social media, but what always gets the most attention is uh, the pictures with quotes and Bible verses. And uh, so your ministry that you're doing, Christine, is very important. God is using it. And uh, we don't see a lot of likes and shares and stuff like that because we're such a small ministry and most people probably don't even see uh, what's actually going out there. Uh, but in, in any case, this is quality stuff and, and that would be my opportunity, I guess, to remind listeners, uh, if you want to help serve Jesus and the mission here in Italy, you can, when you see one of these posts, share it. Share it with people you know. Share it on uh, on your platform. Uh, let other people see these great quotes and Bible verses that are encouraging and also helping people to remember uh, the Italian context. Um, the one here that I'll share this particular quote in the middle from Charles Spurgeon where there's the picture of the chains. Uh, show men, this is Charles Spurgeon, show men that sin is not an accident, but the genuine outcome of their corrupt hearts. Preach the doctrine of the natural depravity 
of man. And uh, if you don't know who Charles Spurgeon is, you you need to know. Uh, a phenomenal preacher. They call him the Prince of Preachers. Uh, very famous uh, from London years ago. And his sermons, his his writings, everything has, is still having a large impact after all these years today. And But just what we read in that particular quote there is something that is not common in the average evangelical circle today, where they, they tell everybody positive messages, motivational speeches, uh, God loves you, feel good about yourself, go on, you can do the, you know, be the best you and all this. Uh, when faithful preachers of the past and, and the ones today understand people aren't really going to desire Jesus Christ and to turn from their sin and embrace him unless they actually understand their true situation, that they're born with a sinful heart, that their nature at birth is depraved. And only when they understand they've transgressed God's law and, and God is holy and he's just and he's perfect, only then will they begin to desire a way out, a way of salvation, and then they're ripe and able to hear what that good news is. Christ lived in your place. He lived perfectly for you. And then he died in your place on the cross as well, rose again, defeated death, and your sins, all of them, can be forgiven when you repent and put your trust in Christ alone. And uh, so one of the greatest preachers of all, he understood that very well, and he would make and help people understand that reality uh, that we saw in that particular meme there. Uh, another another uh, showcase here, just some of the stuff that uh, Christine has, uh, with God's help and God's grace, put together. I uh, love this one here with a picture of the Vespa. Uh, great form of transportation here in Italy. Uh, it, wonderful way for getting around. Gas is super expensive, but if you have a Vespa, it costs very little to get around town. You park it anywhere you want, like in this case, right in front of the house. Uh, wonderful thing. And she put uh, a quote here from J.D. Payne in his book, Apostolic Church Planting. Uh, great, great stuff. We have a quote here from James Boyce. She put together, here's a picture from Milan, uh, the city of Milan, I believe there. Uh, looks like the train station. Pictures of Venice, uh, the Venetian windows you can see up here, the water down below from the canals uh, with different Bible verses and uh, the back of a boat here. Uh, just like you see on the water taxis in Venice. And one thing that uh, Christine put together is uh, this word in the top left, grazia, means grace. And so this was her idea. She started putting these together, and it's really beautiful, brilliant uh, way to help people uh, learn and recognize Italian words, understand how to pronounce it, and then even have an example of it in English, how it's used in the Bible, and in Italian, the same Bible verse, how it's used. Uh, I thought that was a brilliant idea that, uh, that Christine had, and she's put that together. And I believe you're working on another batch of words, right? Uh, so sometime soon... For those who follow on the Instagram, they'll be able to see more uh, Italian words like that. And for those who want to continue learning Italian and getting better at that, there'll be more words coming soon. Definitely, uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, so that's some of her work there that she's doing. And uh, she's also, uh, we didn't mention this, but she's working on uh, helping us put together a short uh, virtual uh missions conference and uh, we talked about it with the board of directors at pmc and everyone's in agreement the idea is good the timing and how exactly still needs to be worked out uh, we may start with something very simple and perhaps in the fall just keep an eye out for this we'll let you know more details uh, in the near future but perhaps in the fall uh, a one-day conference uh, of sorts where we'll have uh, some live uh, exhortations uh, a talk about italy a time for interaction questions answers and things like this and uh, Christine is playing an important role in helping to put that together, give it some structure, and uh, probably uh, Brother Caleb will be involved in, in giving an exhortation, uh, and uh, maybe even uh, Brother Martin as well. Uh, so it should be an encouraging time and also a time for those interested in missions to get uh, some more information about how uh, how that will, could look like for you or for your church. Um, okay, our final question for today then, uh, Christine, uh, is to just, we'll close with this question here. Um, how can PMC ministry partners be praying for you as you serve in this role? And 
just to clarify too, for those who are uh, meeting Christine for the first time and, and knowing that she's serving in this capacity with a mission, she's doing this of her own accord, volunteer staff. Uh, she's not being paid. She's not raising funds or anything at this point. Uh, at this point, she's just sacrificing her time and, and, and giving a few hours every week to contribute in this way. Um, in the future, maybe it could become part-time thing and she might raise some funds. Uh, in the future, as we talked about, it could be uh, full-time going overseas as well. Uh, but in any case, as you are now and the role you're playing, how can ministry partners, what are one or two ways people can be praying for you as you serve in this capacity? Yes, thank you. I would say one of the biggest prayer requests would just be for just the future and what that looks like. I currently work um, for a nonprofit organization and it's it's a ministry and I'm very thankful for my opportunity there. But it is also something that uh, my time can be very limited. And Daniel and I, Lord willing, we want to have children as well. And so um, actually another fun fact is that Italy actually has one of the lowest birth rates in the whole entire world. And mm -hmm. so that's something that our prayer is, you know, it's not just about us pursuing the mission field, but also our children as well, Lord willing. And it's something that we thought about not just the two of us, but something that, you know, we would start something that Lord willing, our children would also continue as well. So just for mm -hmm. us as a family to grow closer together, for us to grow in grace with each other and be gentle and um, just having our home be a place that is healing and nourishing, not just for ourselves, but for other people that we mm -hmm. invite. And also mm -hmm. just for all of the the future Italians that will um, come to faith in Christ that I, my biggest prayer is that Italians know that Jesus can reach them in their bedrooms in the piazza and the cafe that they don't have to go somewhere specific to reach God, but God can reach them anywhere. And that was a big yeah. part of my testimony, God reaching me in my bedroom that um, I've seen God work in me yeah. within cafes and just really having my most tender moments with God in that setting, you know, where I'm most yeah. comfortable. And so my prayer is just to see, the fruit of the ministry continue in a very real practical way. And yeah, just yeah. to see the, the fruit of all, all, all of that labor. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, for those who are listening, she mentioned a number of things there. So be sure to go back, rewind a little bit, uh, remember those things she said and, and take some time. And as she comes to your mind in your regular prayer time, uh, be praying for her as she serves in this capacity. I would add probably, uh, since you have such a full schedule already and a lot of things going on uh, to balance and, and, and make time for what you're doing is not always easy, right? So so mm -hmm. grace for that, to be able to uh, fit that in um, uh, with, with the Lord's help. Uh, you mentioned something interesting there, though. Oops, I knocked over my glasses here. Uh, you mentioned something interesting there about the, the birth rate, though. A lot of people probably mm -hmm. don't know that. But yeah, the lowest birth rate in the world is in Japan, and the second lowest is uh, in Italy. And uh, at one time, they had lots of kids, and uh, but over the last many or few decades, I'd say at least, uh, if they have one kid, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, rarely will you see two or three, four, five, something like that, almost never. Um, and there's, there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but, um, it is interesting to note. Yeah. That, um, uh, and then there's a lot of foreigners coming into Italy these days and, uh, the Italians are almost like dying off. Uh, they, something needs to change. And I believe personally, uh, as, as the gospel continues to go forward here, people meet Jesus their lives are changed and, and new desires are there, proper desires to have a family, to not wait till you're 50 to have a kid and stuff like this, uh, but to, to, to get married and, and have kids and, and reproduce and stuff. Uh, that could change. Uh, I believe that. Um, 
you mentioned something else there that actually just came to mind and uh, I almost wanted to go down that rabbit trail, but I didn't want to get lost in my, in my thought, uh, Christine, but uh, after the birth rate, um, what was that other thing uh, that I was about to say? Oh, it's slipping my mind now. Bummer. Um, was it about uh, Jesus meeting people in the that's exactly piazzas? It. Yeah. That's exactly it. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, you touched on something else really important, I think, for our listeners to understand. Uh, the reality that, I mean, for us in America, we understand there's there's evangelical churches all over the place. There's Bible verses on billboards, radio stations, all kinds of different things. There's a legitimate and real saturation of the gospel in Italy or in America uh, that exists in a way that just does not exist here in, in Italy. So years and years ago, we're talking, you know, at the beginning of uh, the church, there was movement here. And we have the book of Romans, for example, we have the gospel of Mark, which I'm preaching from tomorrow, uh, written by Peter, or most likely Peter, and then Mark wrote it down, but while from Italy, and uh, all kinds of different things, Paul's letters while he's in prison in Rome. I mean, there was real stuff happening at one time uh, in, in Italy. Uh, but today, uh, less than 1% are evangelical. And uh, most are Roman Catholic, but only 5% practice Roman Catholicism. And I know for you guys, you know this, but perhaps new listeners never heard this information. Uh, but in their mind, though, is if they want to meet with God, if that desire would come to them, or they would have an idea about having a right relationship with God, what comes to mind for them is they have to go to a place, have to go to a church, they have to talk to a priest, confess something, uh, do different things to earn God's grace. There's even a, a place, I think it's in Sicily, where uh, people are taught if they run their tongue, this is not a joke, if they run their tongue across the floor of the sanctuary, from one end to the other, they'll receive special graces. And people actually do it. Other places, they're taught to walk on their knees up these stairs, and if they make it to the top, they'll receive special graces. Uh, this is the long-time mentality for centuries that has saturated the country here. The idea of God... Jesus pursuing you where you are, which is what the gospel is. The Bible actually says none of us are searching after God. Not one. None are good. None are righteous. No one seeks after God. It's he who seeks us, pursues us, finds us where we are, transforms our heart, makes us new. And as he does that, breathes his life into us, we desire him. We go after him at any cost because he's changed our hearts. We understand what he's done for us and our lives are changed forever. Uh, but that reality is still a foreign concept to the average person here in Italy today. Uh, people don't know what to do with somebody like me. When they find out I'm a preacher, I'm a missionary, they're waiting for me sometimes. Uh, is he going to show up at my house like a priest and start sprinkling water? Uh, but, but he's married. What, what? They don't even know what to do like with somebody like me. Uh, because it's, 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 there has not been a gospel saturation in any legitimate form here for centuries. Uh, so. Uh, you brought that up, that reality, and I just wanted to mention that too. I think it's encouraging for our supporters or listeners to hear uh, what the context is here. And uh, and as we come and as we labor here and as we evangelize, Jesus is going to the people. His gospel is going to them. And only then can they hear and believe and put their trust in Christ, knowing what their, their situation is. Uh, well, we've gone about 34 minutes. I think this is a, a good-sized uh, podcast episode. And uh, I was actually a little nervous because if you guys follow the podcast, I usually it's just me rambling on and I do whatever I want, right? And uh, But in this case, we had an interview and it's very special. It's only the second time we've done this. And I think uh, next week or the week after that, Brother Daniel will be on for an interview as well. He just wrote a blog post uh, for PMC and we'll be publishing that very soon. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about his, his blog entry that uh, he's contributing for PMC. Uh, but this was really nice. Uh, Christine, Daniel, thank you guys for your time. Uh, thank you for uh, all that you guys do as you uh, 
sacrificially give and, and create stuff here for for PMC. And uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast too. And uh, I, my final exhortation for all of us would be is, is consider the example here of Christine, of Daniel, and, and their lives and wanting to please the Lord who saved them from their sins and gave them eternal life. And uh, considering Christine, how she's in her context, she, she'd like to be in Italy, she can't be here yet. But in any case, she found a way to contribute. Uh, to play a part. And uh, God is using her. God is uh, blessing her efforts. And uh, we would just encourage anyone else who's listening and is not yet personally involved in the global mission, either by giving or, or sending, um, consider if there's a role that you can play. At PMC, there's a number of other opportunities available. If you're interested in knowing what might fit for you, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. You can contact us uh, at info at practicalmissions.org or through the website practicalmissions.org. So uh, God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Christine, Daniel, thank again, you. thank you for being with us. Thanks for and, having uh, us. If you wanted to follow Christine on Facebook, uh, you can see at the PMC where she posts things. Uh, when it's posted by her, you see her name there. You could click and perhaps uh, do a friend request and, um, and she'll be happy to uh, become your friend there as well. So that's it, guys. Again, thank you. Uh, I'm going to uh, put myself just on the screen to close us out. And, uh, and that'll be it. Christine, Daniel, you guys just hang on for a second then, and we'll, uh, we'll have a proper goodbye to each other before uh, we both get on with our ways today. Ciao, ciao. All right, everybody. That was, uh, that was Daniel. That was Christine. Uh, we're very thankful for them and, uh, and, and their ministry, what they're doing. And uh, continue to uh, definitely pray for them now that you know how they're serving and a little bit of their story. Keep them in your prayers and may God continue uh, to use them. Uh, that's it for today. Until uh, the next podcast episode, which uh, will probably will be coming out next week. God bless you and take care. Ciao, ciao. The PMC Media Ministry exists to incorporate Christians into the Lord's mission of evangelism, discipleship, and church planning in Italy so others can flourish in Jesus' global mission whether they go or they stay. Thank you for being a part of the ministry. To learn more about what we do and how you can be involved, visit practicalmissions.org. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the Church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.